As you know, the world is trying to grapple with the coronavirus pandemic at the moment and many of us are in lockdown. Stay safe and look after each other. <sighs> it's been a big day for the podcast. Go presents your daily dose of news, entertainment and all things internet. Hey, it's Talisha, Hayden and Mel, and it's been a big day for Legally Blonde because it's becoming a trilogy. Uh, much like The Godfather yes. and, you know, all the great <laughs> trilogies. It's exactly the same as The Godfather. The, where the bar is, and that's exactly where Legally Blonde is meeting them. It's got to be. <laughs> so it's been two years since Reese, since Reese Witherspoon confirmed Legally Blonde 3 was, you know, on its way. And, you know, if I'll cast your mind back, she did it in the most iconic way ever because she dressed up like Elle Woods, she was in the pool, she uploaded the video, it was like so dramatic and so epic. But um, today we actually have more news on what the sequel is going to kind of look like because they've just announced two of the writers on the on the movie and they include Dan Gore, who is of course the co-creator of Brooklyn Nine-Nine Unbelievable. and Mindy Kaling. We love Ridiculous. Mindy. Which is so exciting. We love Mindy. We love Mindy. Because, and you know what's awesome about her? She's not only proven herself to be so hilarious in front of the camera, but she's such a genius behind it as well. Oh, so absolutely. under Mindy Kaling's belt, she's got writing credits for The Office. She's got writing credits and creation credits for her own TV show, The Mindy Project, as well as a sitcom, an American sitcom called Champions. And, of course, the groundbreaking, discourse-defining Never Have I Ever, which has swept... <laughs> audiences off their feet in the past like week or so. I haven't watched it yet. It's It's on my list. I haven't watched it either but I've heard nothing but good things. It's like she wanted to see that on screen when she was young and I think that that's the best thing ever. Like it's a common thread with her. Like I feel like both her and Reese Witherspoon the reason I like them both so much is that they're get shit done types It's like they wanted more stories Mm. about women or they wanted more stories that they could identify with. And so they just went and got it done. Like, Reese buys up Instead of complaining about it or waiting for someone else to do it or hoping the industry changes, like, cross fingers, like, they're doing it themselves, which is the best fucking thing ever. Like, all those book options that Reese Witherspoon has turned into amazing movies... Like, the Big Little Lies, I freaking loved. Like, her and Nicole Kidman working together on that, it's such a good series. Mm. Uh, So many great female stories. And then anyone who watched Gilmore Girls, the Netflix reboot that some people prefer to forget ever happened. I don't know why people hate that so much. (laughs) I loved it. I loved it so much. Well, there's a whole sequence in there about what's better, the book or the movie. Like, it's that. Like, when you're into the Gilmore Girls, to me, is sort of the same level of having your piece of art in The Simpsons. Like, it's that. Yeah. You've Mm. struck such a chord with women that you are in the Gilmore Girls. That's, to me, where Reese Witherspoon and her filmmaking sits for me. I just, I love this idea of pulling Mindy Kaling and Dan Gore onto this project because they are both just, like, incredible comedy creators. Um, But they also Mm. know how to, like, kind of bring in, like, a tearjerker moment um, and then then relieve it with a laugh. I think, like, that is such, like, a strong... um, step forward and like 
vision for the third movie. I think like that they're really going to ham in on like the comedy aspect. And I think what I really loved the most about Legally Blonde, like the original, was um, the fact that it was so like visually comedic um, and they had yeah. so many like... Um, it was like Barbie yeah, like, vomited v- everywhere. Yeah, like it's just so yeah, clever. Yeah, comedy at its finest. It just shows how much intelligence you need to be genuinely funny. Like great comedy yeah. is not sort of yeah. like... Um, like clowning around. It's actually like to script stuff and to get those punchlines, you've got to be really, really smart. Like it, yes. it's not a fluke. Mm. It's, you know, seeing those nuances in people and being able to frame it in a way that's poking fun at people. It's the old punching up, not punching down. Yeah. It, and I love that in the Legally Blonde series, it's this um, like undercover feminism that it's very empowering yeah. storyline, but it's not slapping you about in the face. So it leaves you sort of... The, it's great great yeah. for younger girls, um, which if you go through the Disney catalogue, there's some seriously fucked up stories that should not be shown to little girls. Little Mermaid is top of that list. That is a dark and depressing story. Mel's got it out for the Little Mermaid. We we do not take the the sentiment out of Little Mermaid. We take the songs and oh, that's ben, it. Great songs. <laughs> yeah, great songs. Speaking of songs, though, we should actually talk about Legally Blonde the musical. Yes! Because I feel like, <laughs> you know... You know, with Legally Blonde, the first one was incredible. The second one wasn't as good, but it was still good. And then we had this straight-to-DVD third one, which was an absolute piece of shit. Um, and <laughs> in a way, it kind of, like, like it kind of tainted the Legally Blonde reputation. But in recent years, we've seen Legally Blonde sort of get back that um, incredible reputation through Legally Blonde the musical, which... I have to say, is an incredible show, incredible <laughs> pop numbers. It's so, so, so good. As soon Where as we're out of flying to a city which is showing it. I saw it in London. Okay. Um, on the West End. Okay. Um, so, no, I did not see Rob Mills in the ah, production. <laughs> I did see the Australian one, which, of course, had Eternal Heartthrob Rob Mills as Warner. God, he is such a Warner. <laughs> He's such a Warner. Lucy Durack is fucking iconic as well. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. funny thing was, so I I was covering it for the Telegraph at the time. I sat in the in the um, stalls with Lucy Durack to interview her afterwards, and she was in full makeup and like full <laughs> costume and everything, and she just did not stop smiling the entire time. Uh. And. I think that it was... At first I was like, oh, is that character... Like, she's really dedicated to this character. And then I realised, no, that is her. Everything I have seen her in since, she's genuinely just so smiley. She's just a super smiley person. I was thinking, you are the perfect fit for this role. Yeah, well, she also also played Glinda in Wicked. Like, she's so, like... Oh, there you go. Miss Thing. She is, like, queen of blonde hair and pink dresses like she can play that character till the cows come home oh it was so good but when the show opened i took my two best friends um for the premiere night and we had a girls night and it was such a fun show to have a that sort of thing like it would have been a great hens party night do you know what i mean like just fun and energizing it's exactly what you want from musical because a lot of those movies to musicals you get a bit like ugh 
bored work. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah, I could have yeah. sat at home and watched. Yeah. Like, to me, Strictly Ballroom, while I love the movie, the music, I was like, this just feels like dinner theatre. Like, it was, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm. If you're going to do a musical, if you're going to do another sequel, you have to add something new. You totally. can't just yeah. recreate what happened in number one, number two, whatever. So with this third Legally Blonde, I'm really hoping that they give a bit of meat because the second the second movie was about animal rights, wasn't it, from memory? Elle was going for, like, you know, the noble sort of pursuits and all that sort of stuff. Well, she's a Gemini vegetarian, so of course. Mm. Right, okay, not an actual person, but... <laughs> Love that you know all those inside facts about her. Talisha. It's a quote from the movie, Belle. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's where, that's where we're dog, And she's like, I'm Elle Woods and this is Bruiser Woods and we're both Gemini vegetarians. Gemini vegetarian. <laughs> it's been so long since I've seen those movies, but the bend and snap is still yeah. like stuck in my head. Still iconic. What do we want from the third? Like, what are we expecting from Legally Blonde 3? I think whatever whatever it is, Mindy Kaling is going to be so on the money with whatever she writes because I, I don't know if you guys have seen Late Night, but that movie to me felt so on the pulse of, you know, what was current, yes. what defined comedy at the moment, what was woke, what was toying the line. It was just so clever. And I can't wait for that to be brought to a franchise, which kind of defined comedy in the early 2000s. So I took my mum to see that. Um, and I didn't know if she would like it. Mm. Um, thinking, oh, it's a, probably a little bit, it's not really mum's realm. My God, she was pissing herself laughing. <laughs> Every time I looked over, she was it's howling. So and it was always Mindy's lines. Like, it was always things she, she mm. delivered that were very pointed about the sexism in the industry. Yeah. And thinking, this is not a mum movie. This, my dear, is bigger than winning an Oscar if you get Judy's sign of approval. Like, <laughs> of actual laughter in the cinema. So maybe I might take Mum to Lily Blonde 3 if Mindy's behind it. And I think it's about bloody time we had some good news. And I'm sure that you're as stoked as we are that Legally Blonde is getting the ending that we deserve. Who knows what it's going to be. Stream the OG and get excited and we'll catch you back here for another big day. If you like what you heard, Goat's Podcast Library is growing. If you want to get amongst some more honest chats, check out Thinking Between the Thighs, the podcast that tackles Australia's most Google questions about sexual health. What are your thoughts? Head to goat.com.au and get involved on our socials. Insta, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe and we'll be back tomorrow for another big day.